This episode is brought to you by Fender Play. Fender Play is the complete online learning platform for guitar, bass, and ukulele. With Fender Play, you can play your first song in just minutes with short, easy-to-follow lessons taught by experienced instructors. New members can try Fender Play free for two weeks and save 50% off Fender Play annual plan. To take advantage of this offer, go to Fender.com podcast. That's Fender.com podcast. And be sure to use our special offer code TMS at checkout. Coming up on TMS... There was an old frog pants who swallowed a spider. Amazon Prime Minister. Big, wet, sloppy seaweed. Insertion therapy. Them dukes are at it again. Don't purple that nurple. Thump-splaining. Sorry, Trump-splaining. Trump-splaining <laughs> is even better. Yeah. Taffy nose-waxing. I don't know what it is, but it's moving. Gesticulating in my mouth. Frequent flutter miles. If you wrote it right, I wouldn't have you do it. Baba belch sheep. A little something extra went in there. <laughs> Therapy Thursday and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Grants and Granny Northrup live in a white clabbered house in the middle of town with their grandson Pud and Pud's parents, Jim and Susan. Ah, the Morning Stream. are listening to The Morning Stream with Spry and Gibbet and Bot Yonston. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome back to TMS. It's The Morning Stream for January 16th, 2020. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't finish it. I didn't finish it. <laughs> is, that the, is that really what the... Uh... That's the rule. Statute is like as long as you don't put the, the last N on that 2019. Yep, yep. I try every day, and I'm usually done pretty good. But man, on a daily show where you have to say it every day, it's hard to remember. Man, hard. My my uncle and I used to play a ton of backgammon together. Oh, you love one of my favorite classic board games. I love backgammon. Yeah, and uh, we had this rule that um, as long as you didn't take your finger off of the piece you moved, yeah, you could you could change it. But once your finger comes off that piece, you can't say, "Oh, wait, that's not what I meant to do. I meant to do this." Interesting. So that was the rule. So, you know, we'd move our piece and then, you know, or, or our opponent would see that we've moved our piece and it's something that we wanted them to do mm-hmm. for some other strategic reason, but they'd keep their finger on it. So we would always do something to try and make the other player take their finger off the piece. So like, you know, punch in the arm or um, throw something so that they have to catch it. <laughs> nice. Take their finger off the piece. Nice. Nice. That adds a real physicality to that game. That's it does, which which I think is is what that game needs, is a little more physicality. A little I, more I agree. Uh, full contact backgammon is what I think the uh, the world needs. Here's what's funny. The Olympic sport. You could tie me to a chair, uh-huh. put a gun to my head, uh-huh. and say, you will survive and we'll give you $20 million if you can now tell us the rules to backgammon. Oh, I thought I thought you're gonna say I hate backgammon. I'll never play it. Blah blah blah. No, none of that. I would have to recite the rules for the game, and I couldn't do it. It's been that long, and I don't remember what you do. Oh my god! I think you you would find uh, it's like riding a bike. You'd get back into it in five minutes. You'd be you'd be back all over. Now, do you think with that gun to my head though? Would I would I have the wherewithal to? Uh... <laughs> well. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. Not you'd be under duress to yeah. try and remember how to play backgammon. I would for sure. Um, I don't know if I want yeah, that ever to happen. That. Othello, yeah. Othello, and backgammon were our two big games. We played so much of those. Like 
we had Monopoly, we had sorry, we had Parcheese, we had all that stuff, but Backgammon and Othello were our our number one go tos. I think or, this I might this one, might those are go-tos. those are sophisticated games to play early in life. They are. They are. And yeah. I think that may speak to why you have an affinity toward games and trivia and sort of thinking man's puzzly type stuff. Mm-hmm. Because you so. were sort of raised yeah. on that. For me, it was like, you want to play shoots and ladders or uh, freaking Candyland? Yeah, Candyland, <laughs> or do you want to uh, you know play Operation and try to pull fake bones out of a body and not touch the sides? Like See, it was a it, lot of that. But when look I was a at kid. look at how that's probably enhanced your video game playing, uh, especially Operation, right? Because that is eye hand coordination. Mm-hmm. It's precise. It's you yeah, know, there's probably something to that. Sure. Yeah. Hungry, hungry hippos was another one. Sure, sure. You know, all that kind of dumb stuff. Oh, I did play a lot of Stratego for some reason, so there was a little bit of that. But they, again, that leads towards sort of strategic video game thinking, probably, a little bit. Mm-hmm. I went a lot of chess. I played a lot of chess. Here's the problem with the chess, sure. though. Uh, I think I've said this on the show before, but just let this be a reminder and a warning to all those out there who may have a dumb brother. Uh, my brother Matt made in shop, wood shop. Did I tell you about this? He made a no. chessboard in in high school that was a beautiful chessboard out of nice wood, good finish and all of that, but he mm. built it with an extra row in it. <laughs> nice. So, so we, we brought that home. and that, further apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we had, exactly. We had an extra row between us, between right. the opponents. So we played a ton of chess that way. And that's not good. Because then no, you, all your no. moves that you do and your strategies and your plans and everything doesn't work when you go play anybody else. Like right. literally a whole row <laughs> is not there when you play with somebody else. So it was really bad to do that. Yeah, you get used to like, oh, I still have a whole extra row before I get to their ponds. Oh, Matt. Um, you got a grid grid. Just dawned on me. Yeah. So you remember really popular in the 80s were those those uh, electronic chess games where you could play against the computer, right? And yep. they'd have like... Yeah. sensors so that it knew where your rook was and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Sure. And I think they even came out with ones that would move the pieces uh, for you as well. Sure. I remember those. Do you think, uh, how cool would it be? And, and is it, would it be, would it improve the game or take away from the game to have a, a modern chess board where one of the squares is missing and randomly like the square, uh, squares move around like on a sliding number puzzle and your piece could be on one of those squares your opponent's piece could be on one of those squares but you've kind of got like every time you make a move a square move like a a, a, a tile moves in a you know one of the tiles moves to the two moves to fill that hole i could see i mean you just have to you'd either have to make it an, uh, um, an, an alternate way to play in the core game or Right. I mean, in, in video games, you see this all the time. I had a I had a Warhammer 40k game that was basically chess, mm-hmm. but it was with Warhammer dudes. So you'd have like, you know, Blood Angel humans on one side, and on the other side you had the or- you know orcs or something, and uh, they would all be you know they would be, like for the rooks they would be a certain kind of orc and they could move just like chess pieces, mm-hmm. and then when you when you would have a killing move, uh, or a you know a move where you take out another piece. There was a guaranteed kill and be this big animation where you're like shooting the orc in the face or whatever. Right. And then you'd move into his space. But if it was just a, if you had nowhere else to move, but the guy was in range of your gun, you could still shoot him for some damage. It wouldn't kill them, but it just do some damage. And that was playing 
fast and and loose with uh, chess games or chess rules, and it was so much fun. I love that freaking game. That's so, cool. So, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm all for that sort of changing stuff. Changing things up like that, I really like. Yeah. Yeah, but just don't train yourself. On right. A, on to a learn board, it yeah. the, the bad way. Yeah. The, the mod. Don't learn the mod. Yeah. <laughs> without learning. <laughs> I always thought. Now, what if I joined? Like, tried to join the chess club, but they just kick me out of here because of this ridiculous extra row problem I have. Probably. Yeah. Exactly. Wait a minute. When I. When I horse jump my uh, knight over here, usually I'm still two spaces or a space away from that one right there. Right. How is this possible? Right, and it's amazing because any any game played on on a grid, that's the whole point is the grid is a set yeah. grid. So if you change right. the grid, you're screwed. Hey, you know how those guys, like uh, actual tabletop Warhammer players, you know how it's always they're painting the miniatures and yeah. you know going yeah. all crazy with it? I always wondered, because they don't have a set board for that game. It's a... It's just a table, right. and then you maybe put obstacles around it, and sure. you might you're paint measuring, it. You're measuring the distance by hand and stuff like that. Yeah, I yes. didn't know that until I watched a, um, a Metzen's doing a series with his friend where they play Warhammer on camera on Twitch, mm. and it's fun to watch because I don't know anything about actual Warhammer play other than the video games because yeah. I love the games. But uh, he's a big Warhammer guy, and Chris. Uh, is out there playing it and all three of them are walking around with tape measures and i went that's how you do it you say you roll your dice and you go okay well that's five and then he measure out measures out like five inches or whatever the agreed mm -hmm. yeah. increments are and then you just move your thing five like i didn't know that i had no idea yeah isn't that crazy yeah um the new that new marvel um crisis protocol game is like that uh You've got spaces, but you, you know, your attack is um, use little measuring things to figure out if you can reach the enemy, not like counting squares saying, all right, well, they're four squares away from me. So I guess I can use my uh, web shooter. Flip, flip. <laughs> <laughs> I like I want to watch you role play uh, you playing that game. Oh, yeah. OK, I totally will. Sure. Yeah. Do you have that game? You have that game. I do. I do. Have you had, yeah. have you had a chance to full Clark, blown play it? Or? No, because um I want to paint the, the miniatures before. So basically, oh, right. you have to have the miniatures put together before you can play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all on. They're all on whatever those things are called. The um, when you know how model pieces come on a frame, mm -hmm. and you have to pull them off the frame and put them together. Sure. They're all on the frame, and I don't want to take them off the frame to put them together until I paint them. I like painting things when it's on the frame. That makes sense. Uh, JC Calhoun asked the game I was talking about with Warhammer and chess. Uh, is it Warhammer Regicide? And that is correct. That is it. Mm. It's still a thing you get on cool. Steam, and I think iOS has it, and it's a nifty chess variant, especially if you like like the Warhammer universe and that kind of stuff. It's it's very cool, mm -hmm. and I'm a huge fan of that. I don't know what it is about Warhammer. I know what it is. It's just it's my whole post-apocalyptic thing, except in that case, it's science fiction and it's set way in the future. But everything's just blown to shit in that in that world, and I just yeah. love that. It's so cool. Oh, I got bad news today. Oh, oh, Brian, no. bad oh, news. No. What's going on? Oh, no. The oh, 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 no. <laughs> the Amazon uh, Prime uh, production of the Dark Tower series they were working on has been canceled. Yeah. Oh, no. They, well, maybe uh, maybe it'll come back, right? Maybe. I'm, well, I mean, it never came to start with. This is just early production. It's not. There's nothing. There is no series. It doesn't exist. They were, they were going to make it, and now it's, they've canceled making it. Right, but I mean, you know, they they've... Usually, some some if there's enough demand for something like this, it might get picked back up. You think so? Maybe Netflix might oh, say, no. "Hey, we'll take Maybe. it. We'll do Maybe. it." Maybe. I mean, Netflix likes their genre 
original series. Why not? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why don't they take it? I'm irritated. Right. I know the movie oh, was yeah. bad. I know HBO. the movie HBO was would be... that would be a great place, but the movie was terrible. I know it was. It wasn't right. They that's not the problem though. There's lots of examples of bad movies that make good TV shows. So there's no reason why they can't take that series and make a proper show. It's the perfect setup for a TV show. Oh man, hmm. I'm so annoyed by that. See, I never I never read that series. And you know what's funny? Uh, I have not seen the. Idris Elba, the the recent film adaptation for uh, for it either. So good. Maybe it's, I need to. It's terrible. Maybe I need to just break down and see. Yeah, is it really bad? I know it's very bad. Said it's bad. Yeah, the yeah. the the just does not do any justice to those books. The books are my favorite series in the world. They're so good. Gotcha. Worth reading if you ever get a chance to read them. Give them mm -hmm. a shot. All right, couple of quick things. Tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Today. <laughs> wish it was tomorrow. <laughs> uh, today at. Let's see, 12.30 my time, 11.30 California time. I'll be interviewing Jeremy Fiesel on the WOW team about mm. a, uh, Patch 8.3 and a bunch of questions about that. And I've got a load of questions for myself. But if anybody listening to this show is like, hey, I still play Warcraft. I'm interested in all of that. Putting in the chat room a quick link to frogpants.com well, slash questions. To remember. Yeah, Jeez. it's easy. Super easy. Frogpants.com slash questions. It's specific to this. If you have any questions about 8.3 for Jeremy and you want to see if I can squeeze it in, I can't guarantee they'll all get in, but um, I'm going to put in some some good pointed ones. So uh, toss your question that direction and uh, I'll be doing that in an hour. Everybody listening to this at home, it'll be over by the time you hear this. So don't <laughs> don't go there. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can go there if you want, but the questions won't go anywhere. So you can it. enter as many questions as you want. We won't use them, right. guaranteed. <laughs> right. Uh, yesterday, cool. I ate a spider. I got to get this out of All the right. way. Tell <clears> me, <throat> wow, sounds like it's coming back up. <laughs> I uh, even talking about it makes me want to work it up. Uh, I ate a spider, but here's the thing: I don't actually care. Here's what happened. See this bag? This is a bag of sunflower seeds. Yes. I get these at the Asian market. Um, okay. I Are like them because you like know how flavored uh, specifically they kind of have a coconut <laughs> Asian flavored. <laughs> <laughs> they have kind of a coconut vibe to them, um, but they're not super flavored. They're just kind of basic, but they, they do have kind of a I wouldn't say it's sweet, but it's like a I don't know, coconutty deal. And uh, they're very good. They're my favorite kind of sunflower seeds because they're not super salty at all. They're they're not salty, period. So oh, when I salty. eat them, I can eat tons of them, and it's not like I'm having a salt overdose. It just feels like I'm eating like seeds. It's no big Good. deal. Good. So these are these have been great and everything. And I don't think it was the package of these because these are these are been put in separate bags. So I that I so I don't eat them all at once. It's like here's Scott, here's a portion. Don't eat all yeah. of them. Just you know eat these or whatever. So right, right. So last night after core. Um, I'm sitting here and I got this little bag and I'm eating sunflower seeds and I reached in there and I pulled a sunflower seed out and I popped it open with my hand and uh -huh. I went to go toss it in my mouth and as I did so, I felt a little something extra go in there and I thought, well, that's a weird thing. What's this? Uh -huh. And that thing is moving. It's moving. Oh. Yeah, it's moving. <laughs> Okay. It's gesticulating. This was, in, this was in the seed? No, it was. Well, I don't. This is the question. I don't know okay. where, how it got in, where it got in. Was it in the process of when Kim was putting them in the bags? Was it sometime later? Was it in the actual seeds at the Asian market? Totally possible. I don't uh -huh. know if the FDA has any control over that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. So I'm, I'm kind of going, huh, this thing's like gesticulating in my mouth, whatever this is. Uh, 
I'm going to sort of spit this out and see what's up. So I, I kind of get the thing out there. And sure enough, it's a yeah. little tiny little spider guy crawling around. <laughs> and it came and it hit me all at once. Either I will just lose my mind that I just did this or yes. I don't care. And I oh, took the, so you didn't and I eat took the, the spider. You tasted the spider. Okay, I tasted of the spider. I had it in my mouth. I took it out. I threw him away. And I've eaten more of these since. So I'm not even bothered sure. by sure. it. Well, you know, there's uh, one spider in every every bag. So now <laughs> you know that the rest of the bag is clear. <laughs> it's how they keep it fresh. It's a silica spider. Uh, it's like a little pouch of silica gel. Yeah. But you didn't you didn't freak out or like, no, I don't know that's how, why I don't that's know how what I, I don't get. I know this isn't like me. I should have freaked out. Was I just tired? Was I just like, well, like, of course that I happened. I would have spit that thing out. I would have seen it move and said, <laughs> oh, my God. I would have jumped up from whatever seat I was in, ran around the room going, ah, ah, yeah, ah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 again, that's what I thought I would do. And I was, in fact, wow. amazed as I sat there looking at it going, why am I not freaking out? Like yeah, I had this moment of like wow. self-reflection. Zen. Yeah, it was yeah. like my brain. I was looking in at my brain and saying, "You're supposed to be losing your mind. Why aren't you losing your mind?" And yes. I just didn't. I just moved on. I'm. I, you know what? Maybe that was truly a sign that I'm all out of poops to give. I don't have any poops left to give. I don't give a poop, Brian. Wow, dude, I'm amazed, man. Yeah, I'm amazed. So anyway, I don't know. I, what- I would not have been able to. I would have. I would have had poops. Yeah, Scott, <laughs> you'd still have poops. I'd still have poops. I'd still be thinking about it and and still freaking out probably. I don't know. You know, it's one of those things that maybe you don't know how you're going to react until you're actually in that situation. That's true. Uh, I did. I do now have a weird tingly feeling when someone's around and I can also shoot webs out of my arms. Which I think oh, really? Good. Nice. Yeah. Oh, well, all right. One's, one's uh, a real Spider-Man power. Another one is uh, BS that was added to the movie. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I can claw, climb on walls weirdly. That's, that's better. That's better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else can I do? Um I got my uncle can, killed. Uh, like my uncle. Your your agility. You, oh yeah, you yeah. can lift uh, uh, ten times your own weight now. Yep, my uncle died. That was a thing. <laughs> it was my fault though. It's my fault. Yeah, right, right, right. I know you're gonna you're gonna be uh, you're gonna wrestle with that for the rest of your life. Well, I have I have a new sense of responsibility for the power though that I have. So Do you? I, yeah. Okay. Well, how what is the what is the uh, power vis a vis responsibility? Well, uh, so, ratio. Oh, I see how they're juxtaposed. Well, they're with sure. my. This is what he said as he was dying there on the street. He said, "With great power comes great responsibility." And I said, "Oh." Oh, you mean like this? These new things I can do, and and right before his last breath was, of course, you dumbass, and then he died. Right, exactly. So, Duh. yeah. Then I had to go home and tell Aunt May. You lied to me about going to the library. <laughs> <laughs> They're all gonna laugh at you. <laughs> you are wrestling. I can smell it on you. I don't know why they, every time you do that voice, it reminds me that they're all gonna laugh at you, lady. Every time. They're all gonna laugh at you. <laughs> Uh, just does not work without the echo. No, you need it. Although I guess in her case, now I don't know what she does. Hold on, I have it right here. Let me just play it. Yeah. Um, They're all gonna laugh at you. I mean, she kind of is echoey. She has a little bit of echo. Yeah. yeah. There's way more echo in me than there is in her. Yeah. And you don't really hear the echo until laugh at, laugh at you. Yeah. They're all gonna laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that dumb thing so much. All right. Um, oh, and this was you at the top of the show. Ah, that was you. Ah, you probably you may have known that. I don't know. 
know. When did, when did I do that? I play. Uh, oh, it's uh, a few days ago, and I think you were oh, yawning. Oh, okay, not the top of today's show. No, it was today's show. It was at the top there today. I played it. I played. No, it. I mean, I didn't make that noise at oh, the top of today's show. You right. played me making that noise. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you play. Like, you you made this. Why did sound. I do that? You made this sound. I think it was last week, and it's when you were yawning, and I asked you a question, and you went, you went, yeah, like oh, we did one of those. Yeah. You know what sure. I mean, and uh, sure. it's Which just is what great. I do. Ah, it's just good. Ah, <laughs> that's that's my noise when I when I stretch. Yep. Many many things elicit that kind of explanation <laughs> for me. By I, the way, yeah. But I we only, won't go into that list today. I only want to know about none of them. People will discover those over time. <laughs> yeah. Can't can't wait. All right. Uh, hey everybody, do you know we do the news here? Good, because now it's time. Time for the news brought to you by. Do you love award shows? Do you love trying to predict who's going to snag that best actress or actor award? What will win best drama series at the Emmys? And what movie walks away with the all important best, best picture Oscar or the best picture, picture Oscar? <laughs> then you'll love award theory. Awardtheory.com is a website that allows you to place predictions on who will win the year's major awards in film and television. You can set up groups with your friends or coworkers to compete against each other or compare your predictions on a global leaderboard and see how you measure up it's fast simple fun and free go to awardtheory.com invite your friends they're all gonna laugh at you and start <laughs> placing your predictions oscar 2020 predictions are now live so what are you waiting for award theory predict award show winners it's cool i just went there it's very yeah. nice look at how nice this it's is a really cool looking site yeah I, yeah I haven't signed up yet but i will and i gotta check this yeah, out yeah this seems like a thing you would really like given your uh like of this award predilection towards yeah. awards um yes can you well never mind i'm not gonna ask that i need there's this thing i want to know about once upon a time in hollywood but that movie i can stream that now right isn't that a thing i can do or rent it yeah didn't you already see it though no i still oh. haven't seen it have you seen joker yet no Start with Joker. See Joker that one you first. Can stream. Oh, see Joker first. Okay. Uh, number one, uh, it's up for more categories than it's up for the most up. categories, right? Isn't it? The... It's up, it is up for the most categories in uh, in in this year's Oscars. Um, but I'd still say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's a good one to watch because Tarantino's going to walk away with something. He's going to walk away with gold in his hand after the Oscars. I just don't know which gold. Yeah. Where? Yeah, or which shoe he's going to store it in. Well, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Justin earlier in the week or yesterday? No, two days ago predicted uh, this would be his his best picture year, like because because yeah. he's never gotten that nominated. I but. still say I think uh, 1917, maybe. I mean, boy, long shot Parasite, but I'd love to see Parasite take it. Um, AMC just announced their their two day movie thing where they. Um, where they play all the nominees one right after another. Oh. They're only doing seven of the nine. I, I really quickly glanced at it and I didn't see which two they weren't doing. Oh, I wish it but, was seven um, seven of nine and it was just Jerry Ryan sitting in a <laughs> it's chair. Just her, it's just her saying, all right, in 1917, <laughs> a couple guys are sent to the front line to warn them of an impending trap set by the Germans. That'd be amazing. She wear, That'd be great. She got a little Borg appliance on her head. Oh. <laughs> that would be awesome. That'd be really cool. How, by the I way, don't think how, I could sit through something like that. We forgot to say it when Daryl was here, here, but this week marks and today marks the 25th anniversary, 25 year anniversary of uh, Voyager. That's a oh that really? Is. Yeah. Oh cool. Seems longer than 25 it years. Does. But. And in one week, 
Pickard. Picard. Pickard. 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 Gene Luke Pickard. The Pickard Show. The Pickard starring Jean Luc Pickard <laughs> as Jean Luc Pickard. It's like a 70s version variety show version of that. <laughs> That's right. Anyway. With special guest Jamie Farr. Oh, my Lord. Ruth Buzzy <laughs> and JP Morgan. You know all those guys. You can I pull do, those yes. names out of nowhere. I love it. I probably could get those three for a nerdtacular uh, <laughs> All Stars game if I wanted probably, to. Probably, and they'll probably do it on video for probably you. Probably would do it, yeah. Not probably. just with action figures or whatever the hell that was. Right, it would actually show up, yes. So blue, weird. blue, blue, I'm Lieutenant Yard. <laughs> blue, 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 blue. That is the weirdest thing. <laughs> I really mean, part was. part of me is like, like, oh, it's too bad we didn't get you know her doing it. But yeah. part of me yeah. is like, no, no, no. This little weird thing is so much better. <laughs> so much better because you know we we as much as we loved the the folks from Archer or Andy Milder from Weeds doing the um, introductions in previous years. Mm -hmm. This is the one that we keep talking about: Hell is yeah. Lieutenant Yard, her little action figure uh, playhouse. And you, and you can only you know there's no proof that it's actually Denise. No, like it's no. That's just... the that's like the only proof I have is that someone with her email address uh -huh. sent it to me yeah <laughs> and we think that's her voice if you do a voice recognition pattern it's probably gonna match like there's so much like intrigue around it i love it it's my right. favorite thing right uh all right let's move on to this uh, first news story burger king in the news you know the you know the king they got the the whopper and the, the whatnot sure, over there that uh, plastic faced king that uh never changes his his expression and just creeps people out yeah all of their food tastes like smoke to me i don't go there very often mm -hmm. Really? Um, yeah, it depends. Like lately, it feels like anytime I've had a Whopper, the it just smells like it tastes like smoke. Like the the, the it not good smoke. Like I like the flame broiled flavor, but you're saying that it's like super artificial, not, not good. Oh, yeah, really? It's okay. kind of fakery oh. business going on there. Oh. Uh, well, anyway, that has nothing to do with this. In fact, it might be good in the UK, and that'll be good because Burger King has invited Harry and Meghan, you know, Prince Harry and Princess Meghan, sure, to don new crowns as they seek employment. Uh, since the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, announced they were stepping back from Buckingham Palace and trying to pay their own bills, a wealth of interesting job offers from the couple have come to them. Uh, now Burger King is getting in on the royal PR cycle, asking Harry and Meghan to don a different kind of crown, one of the paper variety. <laughs> I'm sure so this is all dead serious. Help, yeah. Help me with my memory. Was there a movie where... There was a character, and I think it was a woman, didn't want to live the royal life and decided she wanted to live among the common people. And so she kind of disguised herself as a commoner and, you know, and experienced the life outside of royalty. That's not the, you're not thinking of coming to America where Eddie Murphy works at McDowell's, right? No, no. I mean, that is, that is a similar thing because he just wants to not have, what, an arranged marriage and go find his... Roman Holiday? Was it Roman Holiday? Roman Holiday? That yeah. might have been it. Because I was thinking it wasn't the Princess Diaries or... Right. Um, it wasn't Ralph? Or King Enchanted Ralph? Enchanted or King... I never saw King Ralph, so I have no idea. <laughs> the beginning of Aladdin, people are saying... Oh, here it is. Roman Holiday, Roman Hol a bored and sheltered princess escapes her guardians and falls in love with an American newsman in Rome. Is this it? I think it might be, yeah. It's ah, old... stick your hand in there, see? Yeah. I said that wasn't... Uh, it's Audrey it's a different... Gregory Peck, Aubrey Hepburn, and Eddie Albert. It's old. Eddie Albert. Yeah. Nice. Wait, Grandpa you're... Joe from uh, <laughs> Willy Wonka, right? Well, this is highly rated. Yeah. Oh, oh. are you kidding me? Uh, Roman Holiday is fantastic. 
1953 uh, looks like okay there is a great suspenseful scene where audrey hepburn puts her arm she basically fists a uh, a oh. neptune statue in rome <laughs> really <laughs> yes wow oh that's jack albertson that's right eddie albert was uh i didn't say aubrey hepburn i said audrey hepburn yeah you said audrey you yeah, say aubrey come on now. yeah I didn't, hear, I didn't hear aubrey no that's a, that is a classic that's one to see if you haven't seen Oliver on Green Acres, that's what I'm thinking of. Yes, right. Oh, okay. Yeah, Eddie Albert. Oh, Eddie. Yeah, yes, yes. Yes. Green right. Acres is the place to be. Dude, that guy lived to 99. Wow. Jeez, well wow. done, Eddie Albert. 99 years old, died in 2005. Just that's just cool. while the third prequel was being launched, he died. All right, so put that on your um, on your classic movies list for uh, you and Tom is uh, Roman Holiday. It's a great one to see. Okay, and is it a, actually, I'm going to do that now. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say is it, or you know what I'm gonna do. Here's what we'll do: we'll do it live on the show. We're doing it live. Okay, do it live. Yep, we're gonna say F it. I'll do it live. <laughs> Sting and he's gonna play us out with the uh, fields of gold on a harpsichord. Yep. <laughs> see you next time. Yeah, see you next time. F it. <laughs> that guy sucks. It does suck. Anyway, so this uh, this probably isn't going to happen, but Burger King in Argentina, um, an agency HOA, uh, decided that if the royal couple becomes financially independent, it would be great to have them join Burger King in their ranks. In a letter addressed to the Duke and Duchess, uh, it says this. Dear Dukes. <laughs> Dear Dukes. Dukes. <laughs> Dear Dukes. If you're looking Those for a... dukes, are at it again, and there's only one duke because she's a duchess. Right, she's you not. Know, a duke. You know the plural of uh, like when you invite the duke and the duchess over, you don't say, "Hey, dukes, uh, what are you doing later?" <laughs> yeah, we'd like to welcome the dukes to the party. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for a job, we have a new crown for you. We found out that the princess and duchess decided to give up. Sorry, the prince and the duchess decided to give up their roles as the royal in the royal family. Uh, and we'll become financially independent. So we have a proposition for you. Do as thousands of people do and take the first steps in the workforce with us. You know the crown will suit you perfectly. After many, many years living as dukes. See, again. Again. <laughs> right. Nobody can take that seriously, Burger no, King. No, no. Just, uh, you know, do it. Just say royalty. If you need a plural, if you need to address the two of them together. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, it ends with a code, and you scan it on your phone, like a QR code, and it and it gives them employee employeeship just by scanning it. They just go to the website and they're in. That's weird. Yeah, well done, Burger is. King. Nice. Yeah, you know what though? They. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we're talking about them, aren't we? So. Yeah, that's true. Exactly, and that is what they're going for. They have no no plans whatsoever for them to uh, for them to actually take them up on this, but. Uh, no. No. I like here's the deal. I like this idea in theory that they're that they're cutting cord. Um because first of all, the Royals and it's all that tradition is mm -hmm. freaking stupid. Like I mm -hmm. know it's tradition and people want to keep it around or whatever, but it is toothless and dumb. Now you Canadians can always say, well, the Queen can break the vote tie for our parliament or whatever. I know there's weird stuff there, but uh for the most part, like the Royals and keeping it the way it is. And just all that money and weird inbreeding and everything. What are you doing? Why? 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 Right. Just right. break it up. You're done. You don't have the you don't have the power anymore. It's all if you do it all, it's perceived. It's like no big deal. Like just be done and go do something else. Kings are done. Do Queens they, are done. Uh, do they still have the ability? <clears throat> we've been watching The Crown uh, season three 
Oh, it might be a teaser to my recommendal next week. Oh. You know, I love to do follow-up seasons when I don't have anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and in one of the episodes, there's talk of ousting the prime minister, which apparently only the queen has the um, the leverage to do without needing the backing of the people. Like she can say, yes, um, prime minister, you're out. Really? Bye-bye. So then the ruling party just picks another person? its place is that how they do it yes exactly i don't know if that is 100 percent still the case if she still has that ability but yeah zoe might be able to she could fill us in tell us how it works fill us philip because he said she could fill us fill us in (laughs) (laughs) anyway but but they're you know they're young they're there's a new generation man they're just like whatever she's she's probably hasn't enjoyed this very much i don't think harry's ever really enjoyed it so sure get out there they're not going to have any trouble by the way they'll be fine no i mean and they're not they're not really going to experience you know it's like we just want to kind of move to the suburbs and make our own way that's not gonna happen no they're I not mean, gonna go a, you know, gonna, oh we can only afford a one bedroom flat and uh <laughs> right. not sure we i can bring the dog take, yeah we both had to take two jobs each yeah <laughs> but we're gonna make it work we're gonna get out of debt and you know he might back go back to school thinking about being a paramedic or something you know they're not doing any of those things that people do right exactly <laughs> all right uh oh, yeah there we go queen elizabeth can uh sack boris johnson according to this website boris johnson and his sack are not interesting boris johnson me. and his horrible hair his- <laughs> <laughs> all right but but in the times that's happened in the history of the queen have been pretty rare right like i don't think i that- don't know if it's ever happened actually i'm trying yeah. to look and see if it's if it's happened in any uh in any of the prime minister Ten years. I don't. I guess I don't get why that would even. Why do they? Is that just a token of like, well, we had to leave her with some power because then obviously this is just dumb and it's just all for pageantry. So instead, right, let's have right. it be ninety nine point nine percent pageantry and one percent point one percent overseer. Yeah. Uh, something she can make a decision on. I mean, there is fine. some. There is. <laughs> there is some Canadian thing though, right? Where the Canadian. If the Canadian Parliament is at a stalemate, she can break a tie or something, kind of oh, like probably. And I bet you, and I bet you that's the case with the UK as well. I bet she can do that. No, it says. Uh, no, what, says what do I know? But I don't know what Og Ogmea is uh, saying no to. I don't know either, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't Amazon know. Prime Minister. <laughs> that might be our treat, our team name tonight. I like that, Amazon Prime Minister. That's really good. Oh, you've got <laughs> trivia tonight, do you? We do, yeah. Did uh, Puzzled Pint on Tuesday. Wasn't happy with that Puzzled Pint. I think they, they uh, usually their games are, or their puzzles are, are all logic. Yeah. You know, and, and knowledge. There was one puzzle where in order to solve it, you had to take a leap of faith. And I don't like, oh. I don't like that leap of faith, you know, guess and see if it follows through kind of thing. Yeah. You need all logic for that stuff. No RNG. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, exactly. that's lame. I wasn't even there and I agree with you. All right, check this out. We need to stop. We need to stop belching methane into the atmosphere, and so we found a way. Finally, here's here's one way. Okay. All right. Turns out scientists have found that seaweed-fed sheep belch less methane. So you just gotta oh, give them a bunch really? of seaweed, Even and they seaweed. They go okay, and then it's not as much. 
Uh, in North Ronaldsay, a remote island in the Orkney Alipel- uh, up, up, archipelago of Scotland's northern shore. That whole thing Love was a mouthful. Love all those names. North Ronaldsay and, and Orkney. 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 My, my name is, Ork- is Morkney. You I'm got- from Orkney. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you sound Australian, I would say to that guy. I know. Isn't that weird? <laughs> that's, what the, that's the accent in Orkney. It sounds strangely Australian and grovelly. Because uh, that's where it comes from. I love that. If it um, ain't Scottish, it's crap. It's crap. I need, I need my, I need my, uh, my phrase that gets me into the right accent. That's how you do it, right? That's how I do it. Yeah. If I need to yeah. pull one out, that's that's uh, like to me to get all British. It usually gets me there. <laughs> right. Right. One word, even. Exactly. But uh, yeah, Scottish. So he says hard. we definitely need an accent coaching session. We're gonna do it. We're gonna. It's gonna happen. Let's do it in Vegas. So we, yeah. Uh, it'll happen at a bar. We'll both have pints in front of us, pints yeah. of lager. Yeah. And you'll you'll coach me on British accent. So are you giving everybody plastic bacon again this year? Are we all gonna get like a little uh bake a bacony bit. Remember that? We she gave us I bacon. I still have I have uh two of them still. Where's mine? I have two a couple of them too. I don't know where they went. They were here. Oh there you go. Look look at Brian's. Look at that chat. There you go. <laughs> Those actually look like real sunglasses. Yeah, <laughs> Some kind of hipster meat glass. <laughs> like I'm Audrey Hepburn. Yep. Roman Holiday. Yep. Ah. Uh, no, I'm not a princess. I'm not I'm a princess. <laughs> yeah, these are wood, man. Yeah, they were fancy. I thought that these came from like a um a children's puzzle. Oh. I don't know where she I don't got know them. where she gets these. Do you have these I wonder if she has them printed up or Yeah, do you where do you make them? Where do you get them? Do you do you, for, do you forge them yourself in your own little wood shop? Do you uh, have them done by somebody? Did you buy a big stack of them? You know, this brings up a good question. At in TMS Vegas or at TMS Vegas, we do need to have our TMS challenge coins if we have one, correct? Uh, oh, I don't know if we're gonna have coins. We're gonna have something though. No, no, no. I mean, I mean. Oh, oh, oh! If bring you that. Have yeah. a challenge coin. Better bring it. Bring it so we. Yeah, if you're gonna. I mean, there's. You never know when a challenge will happen. Bring your coin. Exactly. Exactly. I agree, uh, dude. Totally prepared, agree. Because if you don't have your challenge coin, you're buying me a drink. There you go. These are the rules. Can't These change are the them. Rules. <laughs> anyway, uh, just feed your sheep the uh, seaweed. Is the point seaweed. here? Sure. Uh, Give them a nice uh, nori roll and a uh, little cucumber roll wrapped yep. in nori. And here's what happened. Uh, long ago, uh, this place they built a flint wall to keep sheep close to the shore and away from the cows that are grazing on the land. Since then, the sheep have adapted well to beach life, and they only eat seaweed. Scientists have found they belch less methane as a result compared to all other sheep. Interesting. Uh, so that's how they found out that seaweed would work. Yeah, huh. which is good because you've got a long history of them eating the stuff, and you can and you can look at it compared to other groups and see. Uh, in a, uh, sorry, in a year, a cow produces about the same greenhouse effect as a car that burns a thousand liters of gas. Good lord, is that true? That is crazy. A single cow. That's insane. insane to me. Anyway, wow, we really like our beef um, <laughs> and our and our lamb and our yeah all mutton. our all our mutton. Yes. Yeah, gotta love your mutton. Gotta love your mutton. Uh, so it's fairly evident how beneficial it would be to reduce livestock's carbon hoof footprint or carbon hoof print by altering their diet. So now they're talking about seeing if they can do this with other stuff, see if it's sustainable or not. Uh, produce a bunch of seaweed, see if the internet. Uh, uh, stuff happens i mean if i eat a bunch of seaweed like wet gnarly seaweed i'm gonna i'm gonna get more methane into the world if you know what i'm saying 
Like it's not going, <laughs> it's not going the do other you, way. Do you think that that uh, for me, it like would if be. you go out and have sushi and stuff, and it's got a lot of uh, seaweed wrap, are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Do you find that you mm-hmm. furt a little more? Well, yeah. if it's if they give me if it's big wet sloppy seaweed. <laughs> Where are you getting big, wet, sloppy seaweed? Um, Don't go to that sushi restaurant anymore, Scott. It's like a thing my brother will make. It's like a Korean thing. And it's like, it's almost like collard greens, kind of. You ever had good collard greens? It's a lot like that, but seaweed. Okay. Yeah. You know what you need? I don't know if you've seen these. Uh, These are uh, snacks you can get. I get them at Trader Joe's. Oh, yeah, the little sheets. Yeah, those are, very, those are very Organic, good. Uh, roasted seaweed with sea salt. These are really good. They are. Don't eat a whole package, though. You kind of have to. How do you not eat a whole package? Well, last time I did, and it kind of gave me the grumbly gut. Serving size, one package. That's oh. the serving size, Scott. <laughs> this is the, which one is this? Oh, this is just regular. But I've had sesame, and I've had uh, garlic, I think. Yeah, they make a bunch of Where's flavors. The, uh, there's a bunch of flavors you can get. There's a bunch of flavors you can get. Yeah. I can't find the. Um, this doesn't have a UPC code. I can't scan it with my Weight Watchers app. What? Is that possible? How is that possible? How do they know how to charge there's me for this? There's different flavors that you can get. Uh huh. Oh, it's because I bought them in a multi package. Just out oh. of curiosity. Oh. I want to ask you, uh, Weight Watchers. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Trader Joe's seaweed. Let me see here. Trader. Joe's seaweed. Um, all right, organic roasted seaweed with sea salt. That's exactly what this is. One package, one point. All this, one point. Single point. Boom, boom, chaka laka laka laka. That is. Uh, and we're reducing your carbon footprint by belching less right. methane. I fart less when I have these. That's right. There's different flavors that you can get. Great. Get. I miss that guy. <laughs> I think he's still in prison, isn't he? <laughs> Well, didn't he go I to forgot, prison? I forgot that he did go to prison. Yeah, yes, he got exactly. in trouble for some child porn thing or child pornography on his computer something or something like that. Yeah. yeah. He used to work up at Weber State University. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, Russia has clamping down. Oh, uh oh. All uh, right. Clamp down. Speaking of ass, or, uh, well, accents. Cutting out hassle. <laughs> Eliminating hassle. Actually, things are a little nuts over there. The Do you hear the whole. Like the government resigned after Putin's trying to push something that would keep him in for life. Oh God, really? And so, it's, no, I haven't heard this. Something this morning. What was that about? Hold on. Putin was Putin was pushing for a constitutional resolution for their version of a constitution that would that would basically keep him in power for until he's dead. Mm-hmm. Which is that's a little uh, that's a little tyrannical. It's a little. Mm-hmm. Um, Dictatorship, little on the yeah, little on the dictator side of things, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay, it's right here. Where is it? Uh, uh, now I can't find it. But yeah, he don't he, don't give our guy any ideas, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he already does that at his rallies and stuff. He'll say, yes. eh, oh, "Another twelve years," <laughs> and they're all like, "People like, are saying I'm better than Abraham Lincoln." <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, can you imagine? Can you imagine that? People are saying it, though. People are saying it. People are saying it. And I flush the toilet 10 times more than he does. (laughs) He says he washes dishes 15 times over because there's not enough water pressure in your dishwasher. Good Lord. He said that yesterday. It's not a thing. You got to get the honey mustard sauce off the plate, I guess. Oh. Oh. And he was going after fridges. 
Like, there's something up his butt about that stuff, and every item he gets mad about and yells about, they're all things yeah. that I don't think he's ever actually right. used himself. Yes, exactly, yes. He doesn't flush his own toilets or use his own refrigerator. Garbage or... disposals. Okay, have you heard about the garbage disposals? <laughs> they don't spin as fast as they used to. We're trying to get them to spin faster. The EPA is trying to cut back on how the garbage disposals oh spin my gosh. You have really captured the stuff I hate the most about his. Is it the way he <laughs> it's his, affects yeah, it's, everything? It's the, it's the Trump voice that I hate the most, which is the uh, oh. the the Trump splaining voice. Yeah, I hate a. You know uh, that's how he talks to Melania. Can right? you believe it, man? That whole bleh. If you don't, if you don't press the input button, we can't switch to the Blu-ray player. <laughs> I only married you for your money. I'm leaving. <laughs> green card. Green card. Donald, I came for the green card. <laughs> be best. Be best, Donald. Be best. Hashtag be best. All right. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. All right. Anyway, Russia says no oh, more. Oh, yeah, Russia. We, <laughs> we love it when we never make it past the headline. Yeah. Uh, no fat cats allowed on planes anymore in the plane cabin. Uh, oh no! Like yeah. actual cats, or are, are they just cracking down on like uh, really wealthy, wealthy individuals? <laughs> no more room for you, fat cats. Uh, no actual felines. Russia's not uh, will not set uniform size and weight rules for flying pets after an. Uh, or sorry, will sorry will not do that after an overweight cat snuck into a plane's cabin and captured the nation's heart. The transportation ministry has said in a letter cited by the pro Kremlin invest. In Izvestia newspaper, I don't know what that is. Anyway, Izvestia. Uh, they uh, Russian Union of Passengers asked for the ministry to set the rules for uh, after national flag carrier Aeroloft stripped a frequent flyer of his miles. For Come on, man, it's Aeroflot. Aeroflot, sorry. Aeroflot. Aeroflot. This is. <laughs> would you like to take a flat? Where you, would you like to flat to? Where today? would you like to go flatting? Get on plane. Uh, <laughs> you've got frequent flutter miles use them <laughs> spend them on mush mother russia uh anyway it says uh <clears throat> they were taking away these miles for sneaking his fat freaking overweight cat onto the flight uh it says pet owners should also be allowed to pay an extra fee for overweight animals according to the union's head transportation ministry deems it inappropriate to set a uniform animal transportation requirement Pen owners will thus have to consult each airline guidelines before they bring on their animals. Uh, this but yeah, seems like a really good uh, investment of their time. I don't think there there are any other problems in Russia that are that uh, no pun intended way heavier on the minds of Russians than overweight cats yeah. getting on a plane. You know things like the entire government resigning. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like even the yeah. transportation ministry is anyone working today? Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't even know what's going on there. All right. Uh, here's a good one. Okay. Is there a video of this? Hold on. <laughs> I want to see it too, right? Yeah. I want there to be a uh, Attenborough narration to go along with it. I just if realized. If there isn't, then we need to provide our own. Yeah. It looks like they they didn't, unless this is the video. This can't be the video, though. Yeah, it? it looks like uh, an ad at the bottom. Yeah, it's just a, oh, and then it's some Pelosi thing. I don't care about that. All right, so. Here's the story. A Komodo dragon, you know, the big old lizards. Yeah. Huge. Uh, it destroyed a BBC camera by trying to have sex with it. 
Because those are hot, those cameras. Oh, man. They get you going, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's. I think uh, three people on Big Brother were kicked off the show for doing that. Yeah, because those cameras, it's not fair to have those around when you're a, mm, a young, no. you know, a virile male. Oh, my God. This video uh, at the very bottom mm-hmm. shows a Komodo dragon wearing a turtle's shell like he's eating a turtle shell coming out of the water but you don't see the komodo dragon's head because the 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 turtle shell is oh it's inside completely inside the shell like a dog would do with like a bucket or something (laughs) right a popcorn bag yes exactly (laughs) what what oh i feel bad for this turtle yeah it's long gone for that (laughs) oh gosh I wish yeah. that then the video they should have had a video come up of Mitch McConnell because he looks like a turtle. And then the and then the uh Komodo dragon shakes off the turtle's uh, shell and says, Ah, ah, think I had a spider. Ah, <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh well, and then just eats the turtle again like I did. And then just eats the turtle again. Yeah, yeah. go back, goes back to right. the turtle. I hate it when turtles die. They don't hurt anybody really, do they? Right. I know. No, my the saddest thing is those uh, little those videos that, that that wow game was based on with the sea turtles crawling out of the uh oh, the sandy yeah. beach uh thing where their eggs were laid and then mm. trying to get to the water and a turtle has made it to the water a turtle has made it to the water <laughs> nature can be cruel <laughs> anyway so I this... do like the fact that they turn that game around now now you have to try and get rid of the turtles i but know anyway. the fact that they switch that around is pretty great but I kind of hate all those. I hate those mini games. I just can't stand them. I can do them once or oh. twice. The third time, you're like, "All right, I never want to do this again." Boy, are you going to hate the uh, process of getting your your cloak in uh, Visions of Nizoth? Great, looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, a Komodo dragon. Oh, I said okay. State of the art equipment was hidden inside both of a life size imitation of a female Komodo. Oh well, that's why the mm. camera was was made to look like a lady. Uh, a Komodo dragon and a fake pig. Right. And they put it around these giant lizards and started filming this new series called Spy in the Wild 2, narrated by David Tennant. And then, according to the Sun newspaper, uh, executive producer John Downer. <laughs> he's, a real, John he's, a real Downer. Down, he's a real Downer, dude. Yeah. Well, male dragon <laughs> trying to mate with the imitation lizard and. Uh... <laughs> like that'd be great if everything every time john downer said something you'd get the like the sad trombone sound Mm -hmm. the camera says it's gonna keep the baby (laughs) and hopes the dragon will consider supporting it and helping raise the child lots of bbc cameras never even find love i'm john downer Uh, anyway, they uh, what they do is they take their massive claws and they rake at the skin of the female. This is what they do in real life, right? They wow. just go, <laughs> get really, really into it. And then there's nothing you can do because you can't intervene, so it destroyed the camera, and there you go. Crazy. Uh, yeah, so well done. Yeah, in, in their words, in John Downer's words, they annihilated the camera. Whoa. Yeah, annihilation. He was, he was vigorous. Yeah, that was a real downer. You haven't watched... Uh, huh? You haven't watched... Uh, Zorro, Mask of Zorro, yeah. Not yet. Tonight, uh, tomorrow, tonight, maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow night. Not, but I will. He was vigorous. Oh my lord! Is that movie <laughs> any good? Uh, it has its moments, but I'm amazed that there was so much slapsticky Zorro crap in it. Is it film sacky? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great for film. Okay. Sake. All right. Yeah. 
Just making sure it's not a veto. We haven't used our veto powers in 2020 yet. So. We have not, but there's only been <laughs> two episodes in 2020. Yeah, or maybe even just the one. Oh, no, we did. Maybe even just. We did one. Wait. New Year's Evil was before, right? Or was it Oh, after? yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Our first, our yeah. last one was the first one. So, yeah, we didn't veto our first movie of 2020. Yes, right. Uh, and I'm glad we didn't because that was a very funny episode. We're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister, Wendy, the therapist, will be here. We're going to do Therapy Thursday. It's been forever since we've had her on. Uh, the holidays really goofed up schedules there. But uh, we'll have her back. We have an interesting one to talk about. And we'll do it all, but we can't until we hear a song. Brian, what's our song? Sure. Well, In Vogue Records sent me this one. Big thanks. Uh, this is the band Assuming We Survive. Love this. They're from Southern California. They're actually about to go out on tour uh, supporting the band The Classic Crime. Uh, the tour starts January 31st, goes for two weeks. You can go check them out. Um, th this is great stuff. This is a, a song from their most recent EP called The Enemy Within. And what's great about this is that it's uh, it's got a modern, it's, it, I don't know, it's, it's got, it feels current, right? Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that I play here. But it's got a little bit of Panic at the Disco in it, which I really like, that kind of theatrical, bombastic kind of sound. Uh, the song is called Too Close. Here is Assuming We Survive.
It's a new year. We're not that far into it, guys. What are we? 16 days in? 15 days in? Whatever it is. And uh, we're already... I'm hearing about people losing their New Year's resolutions. Well, how about this one? You ever wanted to learn the guitar? Got an app for you to let you work around your schedule and let you learn at your own pace and keep a New Year's resolution of learning how to play an instrument. Yeah, that's right. This whole episode is brought to you by Fender Play, the complete online learning platform for guitar, bass, and ukulele with the Fender Play program. You can play your first song in just minutes with short, easy-to-follow lessons taught by experienced instructors. What makes it different? Well, Fender Play features a step-by-step song-driven learning path tailored right to your musical taste and built around your schedule, all from your phone, tablet, or computer. With that membership, you can master chords, songs, and techniques at your own pace with a bite-sized lesson. You can watch anywhere, anytime. You control that. Track your progress in the app so you can pick up right where you left off. Share your success and get support from instructors in Fender's exclusive online community. And better yet, get unlimited access to hundreds of lessons and features for an entire year. All for less than the average cost of one traditional music lesson. Nick's taking the Fender program right now and he is loving it. Actually, for the first time, it seems like he might actually stick to this. He's tried to pick up the guitar before. I think we found the magic the magic words here. It's called Fender Play. We have an incredible deal for our listeners. New members can try Fender Play free for two weeks and save 50% off Fender Play annual plan. Uh, but the only way you can take advantage of this offer is by going to Fender.com slash podcast. That's Fender.com slash podcast. And be sure to use the special offer code TMS at checkout. That's TMS at checkout at Fender.com slash podcast. This offer is only available for a limited time and ends on Monday, January 20th at midnight Pacific time. So act fast. This is your chance. Again, visit Fender, excuse me, Fender.com slash podcast and use our special offer code TMS and try it for free. Save 50% and start learning today. We thank them for their support. But I never get to bond with Bobby on account of he's not good at much. Dangling ball sack. Dangling ball sack. <laughs> the hottest club is Pazzuj. They have midgets and lightning bolts coming out of fire hydrants. Scott Fletcher. We're, Did someone we're check on him real quick? Make sure he's okay. <laughs> Reboot him. Reboot, yeah. Reboot Fletcher. Hashtag. All or, right. Or reblute him. Reboot. Rebluto. Uh huh. Yep. You'll do that and I go. We'll catch the hearts that uh, Lois is uh, sending from the top of the game down to the bottom of the That's game. That's right. And I'm going to. Wait, Lois. No, you mean. Oh, not uh, Lois. I say I meant. Uh, <laughs> Olive <laughs> Lois, you know what? I've been watching that uh, that uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, yeah. which has a lot of Superman and Lois in it. Yeah, Lois. How Lois. how is? Uh, I heard the 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 movie Flash showed up. Is that true? <laughs> yes. How was that? Ezra Ezra Miller is that his name? I think, uh, I think showed so. up and uh, they had a little. They had kind of the Spider Man. Oh, pointing at each other thing. I love that. <laughs> kind of that kind of moment in there. It was good. It was actually really a really well done scene. Huh. That's awesome. When do you there? 
your Barry album or Barry Allen. <laughs> Barry album. <laughs> oh, hi. 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 How are you? Good. Oh, oh good. Your hi didn't sound like you. It sounded like somebody else. That was weird. Right. I know. I was trying to mimic Brian's voice and see if you guys knew I was there. Oh. <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah, good work <laughs> good on that. Good luck with that. Uh, we may as well play That's this. Something wrong, Batman? Has anybody seen Wendy? Barnacles in a wad. It's been a while. It's been like... It has been a while. Since Christmas, right? Has it? Yeah, before Christmas. The oh week before my Christmas. gosh, that's insane. Wow. You've gotten a dog <laughs> since then. How's this dog of yours? How's oh, that going? so cute. And yeah. he always sleeps on his back. Is that a sign that you're just happy? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that they feel safe for sure, yeah. Yeah, like belly up and he's like, no mm-hmm. one's going to slit this with a... So, well, we people have- people have been asking what, what, what brand of dog... <laughs> See, this is Wendy. See, everyone thinks I'm the psycho. Wendy thinks about this stuff too, you know. She thinks about this stuff too. I I don't think about it. Yes, I do. You're right. Um, (laughs) He's so cute. So, okay. We don't know because he's a a, um, rescue, but his brother was like a very scruffy black, kind of grayish color. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. They both have short hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but his brother really looks nothing like a beagle. So here's what we're thinking, because it's from Hazard County, Kentucky. Well, that sweet. it's probably beagle hound something, right? Because beagle's a hound. Um, it's a kind of Oh, hound. sure. All yeah. dogs from Hazard County are hounds. I know what you're saying. <laughs> I know. I got some really stereotype ideas about his uh, home life. Yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, he's Bo and Luke Duke Hazard, and he's... Yep. <laughs> But with got opioids in the system. Oh, That's what'd you terrible. end up calling so him? Terrible. What'd you call this dog? I forgot the name. Well, here's the problem. Okay, so we think real quick. We think he's a half beagle and half terrier Human. because if you Google what that looks like, it looks just like him. Mm. Like the face is a little slimmer. Yeah. Really? And that dude is digging up all my carpet, and terriers are diggers. So I think. Uh, yeah, a little bit oh, of a terrier okay. in there. Like the little black and brown scruffy. Here, Brian, I'm putting an image in your uh, in our Discord. In our so, Discord? Okay. Yeah. He's, you can do the picture I sent you, Scott, yeah. from that one. Yeah, that's the one. He's so cute. He's he just so cute. He's adorbs, and I want him. And he always models. Like, he just will Oh, my God. Out. He's adorable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. He's way more beagle there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, he's. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so, just seeing him sight unseen or just a photo, I would say, oh, you got a beagle. That's what I'd say. Yeah. But yeah. But if you look at a beagle, um, they have a broader top of their head and their coloring is, is usually lighter than this. Mm. And his is like black, black for sure. Sure. Um, yeah. But he is a very, oh, he's so sweet and so cute, but he'll like just turn around, like he'll be a little naughty and then mm-hmm. he poses and everyone melts. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. They know, they know what they're doing. They're yeah. bred to do yeah. this. Yeah. He's so cute. I know. Home. Domesticated wolves. Look at us. Look where we've come. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah, but that's great. Crazy. I'm I'm happy and obviously the kids are probably loving this dog, right? Like they're oh, freaking yes, out. Yes, it's so cute. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it. Now all you now, get everybody. it. You get it. See? See? Mm-hmm. Except, except, I'll tell you what, I didn't maybe I need some therapy about this, but I it's like a little bit PTSD inducing because of having children. Mm, yeah. Like the the dread of the night, like will they sleep mm-hmm. or the oh right and the just what are they pooping, what are they gonna get know? into what are they gonna chew yes. on and yeah. you're and I mean the first three days, I was just like a nervous wreck that he, I like I wasn't doing it right or he was gonna get hurt or eat something poisonous I don't know just all this stuff you know and I was like this is so familiar that sounds oh like first God. yeah that's first baby night 
stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. rough. Anyway, we're much better. He sl- sleeps all night now. He's pretty, you know, flawless with bathroom outside, but. Do you have him so kennel? He's he, faster than an actual baby. Is he kenneled? Uh, you do kennel training on him, or and he's crate trained. Oh yeah, and that's the best. He is, he's really great. He's a great dog. But yeah, that's awesome. He obviously we need a little more training because that dude grabs a thing and runs away, and I can't get it back. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. He'll probably pay. He, is he playing catch yet? Because he dogs like that love catch. They love chasing no, balls. But he does all right with cold. I mean, it was one degree this morning. Oh geez. Yeah. I thought we were cold. It was 26 today, and I was like, "Oh, I don't like it. It's cold outside." Yeah, we had a we've had a dip, and it's going to warm up and snow a ton tomorrow. But uh, my friend in Cal or in Florida is like, um, "Do you realize we have literally 80 degree difference between our two places?" Jeez, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, shut up." That's anyway, crazy. but he does okay with the snow. Oh, by the way, let me tell you this: his name. So he was his given name. He was Timmy and Tommy when they were rescued, and they called him Tommy. So we brought him home. The whole family decided, okay. Let's do rank choice voting. And it went from, you know, Watson and a bunch of weird Swedish names. And everyone could sort of agree on Jack. Mm. So we get him home. No one has called him Jack even once. What do they call, <laughs> what do they call yeah, him? Yeah, what do they call, they call him? They call him Tommy. Tommy, <laughs> really? Using yeah. his given name? <laughs> so we're just, and then and then Peter, of course, just calls him Tommy Boy. So constantly we're hearing about Tommy Boy. And that's, of course, not who we named him after. That's all right. We named our, Nick named his Boomer. And now everyone says, okay, Boomer all day. And it's just the oh, worst. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Cute. But he, I think Tommy's a cute name for a dog. It is cute. Yeah. And then the neighbor kid meets him for the first time. He's like, his name's Tom Tom. So, you know, nicknames are coming. Mm. Yeah. It's just, I feel like I didn't get a chance but i can't seem to change a name on a dog i know that's so stupid i know it is it's okay he answers to tommy so it's hard to that's the thing i mean once they start knowing that that's their name it really confuses them to hear a different name Mm -hmm. buford or whatever buford that's a great name i love that name buford (laughs) that would that might have been a nickname in hazard county where you you were bound you were banding around the idea of using keith in your text to me does that not take any bruce bruce adam and i thought bruce would be really bruce is good i love i love common names for animals yeah yeah that's amazing. Well, uh, that's awesome. I'm sure the kids just love him, and yeah, it's, it's a life-altering experience, which is it really good. is. And I'm like, how will I ever travel again? Someone tell me how this is supposed to work. Yeah. It really yeah. is like having right. a newborn. It's, uh-huh. Here's what you do: you find somebody who, well, we use Sarah a lot, but <clears throat> somebody you really trust who's got a little bit of space and is happy to take a dog for a few days when you got to travel somewhere. It'll be fine. I don't like kennels because I don't know. I just feel a rainer loses her mind there. She needs special attention. He may not be as, as picky, but nah, nah, he's pretty right. chill. Want to leave him with good people. Anyway, um, all right. Well, uh, good catching up. That's all great. Dogs are great. Uh, what else That's is great, so great. is uh, Therapy Thursday, where we have <laughs> Wendy, uh, my sister, come in here with her vast knowledge of all things psychological. She's an actual therapist, helps people with real problems all the time, comes on the show, and we talk about some of those real problems that you guys have submitted, and we have one today. Uh, this one came in and I knew we were going to do it the minute I saw the subject. It said, Therapy Thursdays, I hate social touching. And I thought, that's an interesting topic we've never really mm-hmm. talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's made me think about me and why I sure. like to be... I When I'm in... Well, let me read the email, then I'll tell you what I like. All right? And then you can tell me why, why that is, because I, I don't actually have an answer. So here we go. Tell us what you like. Dear... <laughs> Dear Wendy, Scooch, and Bri-Bri. You're Bri-Bri oh. today, Brian. 
I'll take it. I'll take it. Says, I have a thing that has bothered me in my entire life, but it has worsened as, as of late. It used to be a quirk, but has escalated into a real problem. I hate social touching. I'm a straight male, age 40, with a wife and two kids. I have a good privileged life for which I am grateful. I run my own business and it does okay. I have a good relationship with my wife and my two kids and I'm de- I'm in decent shape, so it feels somehow wrong to complain or to have an issue, but I thought this might be something that I could ask you since uh, or ask you about since it's starting to interfere with my life both social and business. I like that disclaimer by the way. I like mm-hmm. when pe- I like when people acknowledge uh, kind of where they're at before they get into their thing. But anyway, Something about that. Uh, I don't like to be touched socially. I don't like hugging friends. I don't like it when other guys try to be all broy and punch me on the shoulder, grab my shoulder, or even, uh, or when drunk, try to wrestle or give purple nurples. Uh, yes, he says. Yes, I have forty-year-old friends who still do these things. He says. Uh, he says it's not germophobia or another irrational fear. I just don't like it. I have no problem with shaking hands or even the bro shake uh, into a quick one-armed hug. As long as it's quick, but I hate massages. I hate when women who are not my wife put a hand on my arm or shoulder, etc. But I do like to cuddle with my wife, and we are comfortable being affectionate with each other and our kids. I hug my kids daily, uh, and we cuddle to watch movies on the sofa. I wrestle with both my son and daughter, and we have no issue. I am fine with these uh, those people with my immediate within my immediate household, but no further outside our little team. I get cold sweats and actively avoid social events where I know certain touchy-feely friends will be. Wow. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. I recently mm-hmm. pulled a back muscle and had to have a kind of massage therapy slash physio rehab treatment, and it was awful. I started <laughs> skipping appointments and lying about going until the clinic called and my wife realized I hadn't been going. So what can I do? <laughs> and please don't recommend immersion therapy, LOL. Sincerely, don't touch me, <laughs> was the name. I um, think he means... Yeah. Conversion therapy. No, I'm just kidding. Immersion oh. therapy. Does he mean like it's just going into a room and having uh, a thousand people hug him? <laughs> that's what he, means. he means exposure therapy is what he's talking about. Exposure but, therapy. Gotcha, right. okay. But immersion is better. Like we immerse him, immerse him in just a body of bodies. And yeah. Just I kind of like that too. Yeah, just a bunch of bodies in a pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even So what I was going to say earlier, now that we've got the context of the email, I I'm the opposite of this. Um, I don't. Not run around asking for it, but it's reassuring to me when I'm in public. And let's say it's even with this, like somebody I barely know. Part of my trust relationship is if they slap me on the arm while they're sh- shaking my hand, I go, "Oh, that's better. That's better than just shaking my hand. That means there's more trust here than there would have been." Affection. Right? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, or you, you know, like me? You really like me? You know, a pat <laughs> on the back, or you know, I see Kim's sister. Uh, at a social thing and 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 she'll you know smack me on the back of the head and i see that as a playful reminder that oh yeah that's right we have a good relationship we can laugh with each other and have fun and uh to to me those are all signs of like these are good interactions with people that i don't know as well as i would say my immediate team as he put it so yeah. so what's it why why is he feeling this way and why does somebody like me feel the other way and is it is is it just no big deal and he shouldn't worry about it like I, I've never actually heard of anybody who's this averse to it that wasn't tied to like oh I don't want your germs or I don't want to get sick or right or well I think um I mean there's first of all let's point out some good things here like this is not some clinical disorder he in the sense of you know his team he can hug all day and 
cuddle and you know so it is not a touch aversion in the in the sense of something that he's gonna run out and get some treatment for right away right? right it's fine but what it sounds like is happening and and he's writing because it's becoming more concerning is who cares right this is not a big deal he just doesn't like when yeah, people touch you can, him you can get through life without yeah it, and just people. and everyone's got a different touch um tolerance and sensitivity and some of that is like how you're raised. Okay, we're, I was raised with maybe a little less affection or too much, and I have my own individual response to that, la, la, la. None of that seems problematic. The, the place where it's potentially problematic and why he's writing about it is that it's increasing a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, did he say how old he was? Yeah, I'm 40. Hold on, where is it? Uh, 40? Age 40, just 40, yeah. 40, okay. So which might play some role in this a little bit, like... Um, I, I call it the magic of the 40s where you just start to not care as much about what other people think. Mm. And communication <laughs> is um, a lot of things. I mean, it's something like 60% is actually body language. The words you say are maybe 20. Mm. The tone of voice is another 10, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so you, you get a lot of information from, we get a lot of information from each other based on our, our way we stand, how our eye contact. You know, and this added touch in a social situation is to extend warmth and security or whatever it, it, it's choosing to extend, right? Um, so, Scott, you feel it because you're picking up on the energy of more, a little more physical touch than just standing there with our hands down or a simple handshake is familiarity, right? Yeah. And like safety, closeness, warmth. Right, right. And so you're perceiving it as such. And it's possible that at 40, you, you know, prior to that, you've kind of never been into it you put up with it because the social norms dictate to put up with it mm -hmm. it's just not your favorite but as some of that is sloughing off <laughs> in your <laughs> magic 40s you're just a little less like Ugh, i don't want to deal i don't right. want to pretend that's fine i don't you know i have noticed so that's an interesting point and over the last decade or so i have definitely uh inched well over into the space of i don't care as much and i don't have time to be bothered with things that used to worry me like if somebody doesn't like me yeah. now i'm just like i can't help you go somewhere else i guess right. like, and it well, used to be i would really just oh no why why don't they like me what can i do to fix this why can't i yeah. make every single person like me and i don't don't have that anymore so i i've, I've definitely what you're saying about the i think people in their 40s i think is an accurate thing um, but that hasn't affected like, like if I go to an event, we're going to Vegas and, um, when are we going? March. And uh, we're going to see, March, yeah. we're going to see a bunch of TMS folks there and stuff. And when I do, I'm, there, there's going to be hugs and high fives mm -hmm. and shake handshakes and people are going to be sweaty. And it's, it's all that stuff. And it's going to be great. Right. Like, I don't fear it. I don't dread it. I don't like, I see it as like uh, an affirmation of, yeah, we're all, we're all in this. This is cool. You mm -hmm. guys are great. Like, even though I, maybe this will be the first time I see him and the only time I ever see him. I don't know. So right. I don't, I, that, that part is, is great. But if one of them said to me, I don't hug, maybe in the past I'd go, oh, why? Why don't they hug? What have I done? Is it me? Is it me? <laughs> but now I go, oh, okay, no problem. <laughs> Just move yeah, on. I got yeah. other stuff yeah. to do. So it's, it's, So it's a combination of you sort of getting comfortable in your own skin and knowing what you like and are good with and then respecting that that's, other people have done that as well and you just give them the space to do that right mm -hmm. and and so that kind of leads to his you know is this problematic or is the story he is beginning to tell himself about this going to make it problematic mm -hmm. so for mm -hmm. example 
it's like, yeah, I just, I'm not a big fan. Um, and, and then suddenly I'm not doing social events so that I can avoid this person. Cause I know they're going to yeah. slap me so on the back. And that's where it becomes problematic is what impacts yeah. your life or, or with the massage therapy that he needs, you know, like yes. freaking out about, about getting massage that, uh, a therapeutical massage that's therapeutic massage is going to help him. Is he by chance in the, in the chat room? I I don't, nobody has taken credit. Um, Okay. And the name, oh. the name was anonymous, literally signed it. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. <laughs> um, don't reach out and touch him. Yeah. Well, uh, cause yeah. my question would be this and maybe we can just uh, guess on this, but what I would love to know what he's thinking during the massage. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. So I avoid massages because first of all, I need one every day. <laughs> so much <laughs> neck strain and whatever. Anyway. So I would love to have one every day, but the reason I don't do them, is because I cannot have someone touching me without me knowing who they are. So yeah. I spend the whole hour asking them. I do therapy for an hour, yeah. and it's not relaxing. <laughs> I have this exact same thing with massages. I'm that's so funny because I or do when, the same thing. Like I have to I get, talk the whole time. Like I have a to talk. pedicure, I I will know every single thing about that person. Yeah. Huh. Um, and so if they don't speak English and I don't speak whatever they speak, it is. For like me. you're supposed to I go to these massage therapists. You're supposed to lay there with your face in the hole and just ch chill and take it. Yeah. And instead, I, I go in there and I'm like a dentist who doesn't yes. shut up while there's stuff they're in your like, mouth. Hey, just wondering how you're doing. And do you like this job? And like, what else do you do? Yeah. I need to know more about you. And what you're that. describing could be the case because he's fine with with uh, getting touched the by closeness. his wife. But you know, mm -hmm. the the closeness, the interaction with his family. But it's outside that family, people that he doesn't know or doesn't know as well. I mean, even his his forty year old immature doofus friends that like to wrestle and give purple nurples. Yeah, think you need a new, Honestly, you need if, a new crowd. Yeah, if, you might need if, some if new friends. Getting, I know, right? If you're getting purple nurpled by a friend for thirty years, yeah, um, like you should get sick of that. That would be. Yeah. I would avoid that maybe as well. And so no maybe kidding. there's a little of. I think there's. It's normal. It's just touch tolerance. There's there's nothing wrong with him. There would be an interesting, so my question would be, what does he do in his head during the massage? Mm -hmm. And what is the story that's going on? My yeah. story is pretty dysfunctional. If I need therapeutic massage for me to go, well, I need to know everything about the person. I mean, that's stupid, <laughs> but that's the story and yeah. I can't stop myself. So I, I would need duct tape. Like it, there's right. no way I could do it. I don't do it well. I, I'm going to try once again in my life. I don't know. Anyway, I might have to be high. I don't think it's going to but hey, here's the thing. This, come to Vegas. So, yeah. so everyone's going to be different. But but also, if I need massage, I'm going to have to figure out a way. Well, it sounds like he needs to have some social interaction and he needs to manage the story a little bit. So this would be lead to a question I would ask about when he was younger. Just generally growing up, what was touch in his life, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Was there banking? Was there lots of hugs between family members? Was there, I mean, so, so Scott, I mean, I think one of the reasons you're very comfortable with it is we grew up in, as a hugging family. Mm -hmm. So you yeah. hug when you, we all go to dinner and then we all hug when we leave. And so there's a lot of hugging. And so I think you just learn to get used to that. I'm sure when Oknon moved into the family, she was like, these Americans are freaks. Why do they always want to hug me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, she, but she, you adjust because the norms sort of dictate that. And when you're a kid, it's a good way to set the set point, right? Mm -hmm. If there's not a lot of physical affection, you tend to not, 
be comfortable with that later. And that's kind of where I was growing up. Not a, you know, we grew up in not a very physical family, not a lot of hugging, not a lot of, um, you know, hand holding stuff like that. And so it was a, you know, it was kind of a shock with, uh, uh, girlfriends and things like that when I'd kind of like be nervous about them just putting their arms around me or things like that. And, and something I had to get by and get over. And now I can't get enough. Now of you it. can't get enough. <laughs> like, can't stop it. Uh, Okna got better at it. Like she's weird now in the other way. Like I'll come into a family gathering before I've had a chance to say hello to anybody. If Okna's there, she's up <laughs> hugging me. And so there's, Up in your grill. she's really into, she's, she has acclimated quite well, I think. Well, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I mean, think of just social, uh, social nerves, right? Like even the, the most extra, extroverted person is going to maybe not always want to go out and do something with a group, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's possible that there's ebbs and flows to, um, to various things. And so some of it might be just the extrovertedness that's required for some of this interaction. Um, Mm. and, and touch is one example of it and, and touch is like, it's in your space. And we all have just sort of different spatial bubbles around us. Right. Um, everyone knows a close talker, right? Mm -hmm. They, their perception of the bubble is different than yours. (laughs) And if you don't know a close talker, chances are you're the close talker. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Um, I, and and your tolerance and tolerance for other people. And this is where we get to, you know, we turn into grumpy old men or really, really angry old ladies or whatever, is that I think it starts in your 40s. You start to tend in a certain direction. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, you may have to force yourself to do some things. And when he says immersion therapy, he means, he means, um, Exposure therapy. It's like leaning so into I, I'm it, right? I'm going to give you a it's little like, assignment with exposure therapy. Oh, I love it. Is, I love that you're going to give him the thing he actually means, but it, but even though he doesn't want yeah. it. The, the thing he thought he, he was asking wrong. not to have. Yes. Yeah. Because if he had written it right, I wouldn't yeah. do it. Right, right. right. <laughs> the fact that he didn't I'm do his kidding. homework and get this right, now I'm he's stuck. Kidding. I'm uh, just kidding. But here's the thing. He's already doing it all the time. Yeah. He's already exposed to people in work and life and, you know, whatever. But what I want him to do is prepare himself to go to an event where he knows someone's going to bro hug him and to do his best to, instead of tensing and fretting and it's coming to just make the first move. So he would go to a party. He knows his purple nurple friend is there. And I mean, you throw the whole dynamic off by you go in for the hug. He's like, Whoa, dude, what's up? Wow. So just force yourself to touch the person first. This seems it like it would be so difficult based on on what he said in his A hundred percent. And here's this is why this type of therapy works, is that the story, the emotion, the whole sequence of events builds up to make it harder and harder to have your normal social interactions when touch is involved. Mm. It's, this is the same with germs. This is the same with, um, you know, going to the dentist. All the things, we, we tense up, we hold our breath, and we make everything worse in our minds because we're not enjoying whatever has happened in the past, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is now the new story. So now every social interaction he goes into, he's got this building sense of, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. Well, who willingly goes and does something they hate? Nobody. Mm-hmm. So you have to loosen the hate. You have to loosen the, um, the grip. And it's not solid yet. You're not a recluse. 
your kids haven't moved out and your wife has passed away and you refuse to have anyone talk to you. Right. There's still, there's still a chance there's for you. Time. Yeah. There's still time. <laughs> but the idea being, you just, you don't want anything, any storyline to grip you. You don't want any storyline to dictate what you get to do and what you don't get to do. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what this is. So all we're doing is keeping it a little looser. It's, it's not big. You don't have to become a, a hugger. You don't have to become, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You just need to not, keep going in a direction where you become less and less willing to be near humans. Yeah. And so the way to do that is to force yourself to have a couple experiences and rewrite the story or keep the story at a minimum, calm it down. So one great way is to is go to hug first. Yeah. Be instigate. The, right, right. And especially Make if there's the a first move. <laughs> yeah. And you know what'll happen? It'll throw them off so hardcore. It'll yeah. be fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> especially if they already yeah, for, for for people that already know him, you know, let's say I don't know, it's like a cousin or something. They know that that dude never hugs me, or that guy never shakes mm-hmm. my hand, or whatever it is. And then if you suddenly do, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be a little bit floored. But yeah. but yeah, like this seems. Uh, I mean, Wendy often Wendy's homework is just do the hard thing, like headlong mm-hmm. into the thing you're afraid of, sort of thing. Um, but this makes sense to me because what other how what other option is there? It's either this or you recede further. And it feels like this, doing this is probably the quickest solution, right? It's not like a gradual, all right, out of every 10 people you meet, hug one of them. Mm-hmm. If they if they hug you first, hug them back. But this is like a, nope, you know, as soon as you see them, you give them a big old hug and it, it'll probably, you're probably right. Like after one or two of these, it's like, all right, you know, I'm okay yeah, with this. Yeah, and you're choosing who you're, you're choosing. And that's part of what happens when... Mm-hmm. You, you didn't invite the touch. I mean, uh, the perfect thing I'm picturing is remember when George Bush gave Merkel a massage? Uh, oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. That yeah. is that is where that image of that is a perfect example of like I didn't invite that. Mm-hmm. Zero consent was given. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. You're, so you're saying that's bad. You're saying it's bad <laughs> is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. And so, although, by the way, I would take that controversy these days. That would be fine. I know. That would be what what a delightful, innocent time it was when he was. What a quaint time we were. (laughs) What a what a when our president was puking on the Japanese (laughs) prime minister. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that was good stuff. Was that him or his dad? That was his dad, wasn't it? That was his dad. That was his dad. Um, and okay, so right, but that reaction—that is a person who's unexpectedly going to have something happen they had no consent over out of nowhere right right? right. and that's what this maybe starts to feel like for this guy like these people are just gonna touch me and i didn't even say that was okay and you know hey we're all working on teaching children consent these days so maybe it'll change in the future but there is this it's a sign of affection for most people so you got to first of all recognize their intent is typically affection and cluelessness is a combo, right? Mm-hmm. And it works for them all the time. It's just not going to work with you and they don't know it. So maybe a little like, okay, this isn't, no one's trying to get me, right? But then also recognizing like if you go in knowing and prepare yourself and you're the one that makes the first move, you set the terms, right? You you can always say to people, please don't touch me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. But we all know, Socially, like that doesn't go over well. No. So that's the pressure, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you, you? I can mean, just, if, if you said, "Please though. don't touch me," there's an immediate sense of, "Oh my gosh, 
I've that I just uh, the worst yeah. line has been crossed. Exactly. And I'm never this relationship can never be the same. Man. Right, right. right. <laughs> so if you start the engagement and you just you set the rules by how you do it, I mean, and play around with it. I mean, notice this isn't like this dead serious homework. It's mess with this a little bit just so that story doesn't solidify itself. Um, do it with people that you are already know and are friends with. Go you purple nurple first, whatever, whatever you got to do. But thinking in terms of <laughs> You're, you're playing with the story in your head a little bit and your behavior a little bit rather than buckling down into grumpy old man zone because it's easy to do because you're, mm-hmm. you're heading there. 40 mm-hmm. is like, oh, I don't care what that lady thinks if I mm-hmm. flip her arm away from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you start to do it. You start to just... Well, look, at, look at the Pope. Yeah, look at the Pope. <laughs> do you see that thing? That was awesome. Pope Smackdown, yeah. Yeah, that was, that yeah, was like, I mean, don't touch me. not mm-hmm. awesome, but not, but awesome Grabby. in a way. Yeah. And it is also because this this particular Pope looks like the one who's playing him in that two Popes movie. <laughs> yeah, so to me, it just looks like it's him doing it. Totally him. looks like Jonathan Price or, yeah. or uh, Anthony Hopkins. Or, yeah, right. Whichever one he is. I, I think it's Anthony yeah. or uh, the Price guy. But anyway, Price, so, yeah. okay, so let me ask you, let me ask you this. Um. Is there a way for him to change his mindset when something like this happens? So I was at the doctor's the other day, and I was getting a blood test. Uh, that turned out really good, by the way. I haven't told Wendy about it. But anyway, um, turns out three three months of not eating sugar will actually make a difference in your blood sugar. Weird, nice. right? Uh, anyway, not so... <laughs> I mean, what a shocker. But anyways... It's called science. Mm-hmm. It is science. So I was uh, going back to get the labs done, and this girl was there, and she looked at me, and she goes... Now, it says here we're doing, and I can't remember what she said. She says, we're doing this. And I said, no, I think it's an A1C test. And she goes, oh, my gosh, I've got the wrong paper. And she reaches over and she just touches my forearm, right? Just like a quick mm-hmm. little, and kind of like, like, oh, my bad. That kind of thing, kind of bowed a little bit, touched my forearm. I said, yeah, I've got the wrong paperwork. Hold on one second. I think she even called me honey. She's an older lady. Mm-hmm. Ran, ran over around the back, got the right thing, and then said, okay, we've got you. Come over here and have a seat. That interaction... My response to it was, oh, she's human and this is a, and it's okay mm-hmm. that she goofed up and it's not a big deal. Had she not done that, had she not been that, that way, I would have gone, well, can you guys get your crap straight back here? This is kind of an important thing for, you know, you know what I mean? Like all of that. <laughs> yeah. Instead, right, what yeah. I was left with is this affable and she's not doing it as she's not planning it. It was just an instinctual thing for her. Um, you feel that intrinsically. This is just her doing this, right? And it's how she interacts with people. And my trust goes up. My sense of we're all in this together goes up. Like it, it actually works. I'm sure there's some limit to that. I'm sure at some point, if someone just does nothing but screw up, but all they do is just put their hand on your arm and say, oh, silly me. Eventually that's going to, you know, you're going to see signs of what we should probably yeah. not have them in this job. I understand that there are limits, but, but in this particular case, it just, everything went better as a result. Now I'm thinking if he goes in there and they do that, that is not his experience. Even if he doesn't say anything, He's he feels like oh why did you touch me, and mm-hmm. so 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 mm-hmm. is there a way for him to can the homework be the next time that happens to respond differently or to I don't I don't know where I'm going with this or, but. right or or perceive it as what it's intended right. and some of this I mean this is this has me thinking a little bit about autism or you know sort of high functioning autism where mm-hmm. it's really hard to pick up the cues. And I'm not saying this guy, that's the problem at all, but there is this sort of, the, the, the training one has to go through to understand what someone's intentions are based on their facial expressions and their 
body movements. Um, th that's part of the challenge of having a different functioning brain in that way is it doesn't pick up those cues. It doesn't translate into the message that was intended, right? Mm. Um, and so some of it is is recognizing the source. Okay, so the source is that's good intention. Her face is smiling. This is supposed to be warm and help working with it, right? And his body is just reacting. This isn't his mind. I mean, he probably can say, well, I, I know she's trying to be warm and connect with me like he can intellectually yeah. get it yeah mm -hmm. but his body response is like it doesn't do it that's not what makes him feel more comfortable mm -hmm. um and so maybe a little bit of just training his brain to think about it differently like instead of oh my gosh i hate this i'm so i'm never coming to this nurse again and uh, she touched me there's a story you insert of like oh that's affection and warmth and she's probably a grandmother and or a mother and that's i mean i I coach basketball and I can't help. I'm wearing like the circle and I'm like touching a kid's back. Mm -hmm. Just have my hand on his shoulder. And I'm like, that's not my kid. And I have to like put my hand down because I'm thinking it's maybe Elliot in front of me and it's not. It's another kid who's the same size. <laughs> and and the kids don't react at all because they're used to their moms doing that or, you know, but I, I shouldn't. I should manage my affectionate whatever because it just comes naturally because I'm like, we're a team and buddies and high five and, and whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's because I'm a mom. If I was not a mom, I guarantee you, I would not be having my hand on some kid's back. That's not right. Mm -hmm. And it's and and sure. it, you know, give me a twenty year old. I'm not going to touch their back because I've never had a twenty year old son. I don't. <laughs> I'm not. I learn as I go, right? Yeah. But even now, babies, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know if I want to touch your baby because I forgot how. Mm -hmm. But give me your eight year old or mm -hmm. your dog. Yeah, <laughs> your dog. Now, now I'm into dog touch. It's really exciting. Yeah. Um, anyway, but, but a little bit of just like having an awareness. Like for, for most people, they don't have to think about this. For someone who's on the spectrum, who's really trying to navigate human communication, this is one of the things you're trained in understanding that it's not an attack when someone touches your arm. And in his case, he's having maybe just needs a lot less touch. That doesn't really do it for him. But maybe he is not able to get the perception of what the person is actually doing and maybe intellectually yes but physiologically that just is not working and that's okay mm. but to to sort of explore all those angles and not let it grow in the wrong direction yeah. right just even an understanding sometimes can stop something from getting worse and so you know a little experimenting is all i'm asking sure just you know purple nurple a stranger see how it goes yeah yeah <laughs> Well, I got the first person yeah. you see at Walmart, yeah. big old purple nurple. <laughs> see how see how that ends up for you. I think that'll go yeah, great. That is a terrible idea. Yeah, it is a bad idea. And by the way, I hope his massages aren't to clear up those purple nurples he gets from his friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be no yes. good. Uh, so right. that should be our homework, Scott. You and I have to go get a massage and we can't talk. I know. You know what? And here's my mm. other problem. This is probably a whole other show. I can't have a dude do it. I'm not homophobic. I don't have a problem with dudes. Dudes are great. Love dudes. Mm -hmm. Can't have him give me a massage while I am naked under a blanket. I just can't do. It. I no, you know what it is. It's not that I can't do it. It's that I can't relax. I just can't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not George Costanza. I'm not sitting there going, "I think it moved" or any of that crap. I just <laughs> cannot do a man giving me a massage. No problem with the lady. Preferably uh, someone I've gone to a couple times or no, that's great. I don't know why that is. I don't know what that says, but I can't have a dude. Just can't. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> I don't I know why. I can't have a dude either. 
So mm-hmm. there's that. I, yeah, I there's, don't know there's what it women is. in the chat room are saying that they prefer a woman giving them yeah. a massage over a dude. Yeah. And yeah. then someone in the chat says it's a little homophobic. I disagree. I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think it has to do with masculinity, masculinity in my own perception of myself. I think that's mm-hmm. probably true. But I don't think it has anything to do with whether or not. Are you afraid he's going to like beat you up suddenly? No, I just, I don't. <laughs> and the thing is, you're probably going to get like just physical. Well, that's not true. Because I I had a massage once from a lady who looked like she was a thousand years old and could barely move. And she actually used a walker to get around. Um, but she <gasps> but she gave massages. And my gosh, that woman was strong. I couldn't believe how strong she was. <laughs> she was doing things to these knots in my back. That I've, I mean, to this day, I still haven't had a massage. Oh, my gosh. Like that. that is such a genius move. Yeah. Come in with your walker. Yeah. And, and act like you're weak. And then no matter what you do, they'll think you're stronger. It was for are. some injury she had. So it wasn't like an old person walker. It was more oh, like okay. a a walker Dang. for just mobility. But once she once she got up to you and was up against the table, all bets were off. It was like, oh my gosh, who, what 400 pound gorilla monster is pushing my back right now? Nope, it's just that lady with the walker. It was weird. I wonder too if, like, for me, I don't like a guy doing it because I don't, I don't, ha- I can't gab like a girl. Like I, I've figured out how to get girls to talk really easily, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes dudes, I have to work getting them to talk. So maybe mm-hmm. that's it. It's so much more work. Yeah. <gasps> All right, so I have to. You and I have to go get massages by dudes, and we can't talk. Okay, so I get a dude. <laughs> I get a dude. Oh. I can't say anything. Oh, the other one I can't you, do is I can't do massages relax. at the massage college where it's like students learning how to do it. I can't do that. <laughs> that's weird. Because they're just going to they're going to screw up and like jam a pinky in my ear or something like that. Or I don't know what they're going to do. But so you're just too nervous. <laughs> I just you're going too fast. I knew the pinky was going to go in the ear. You're out of control. You're out of control here. Like, I don't I just don't trust a bunch of students like hair play. I don't want to get my hair cut at a, at a hair salon or a hair school. A hair school. Yeah. It's like, hey, it's only four bucks. I'm like, yeah, but they're going to butcher me in there. These I are wanted people. to do that nose waxing at the uh Get that from one of the college. Uh, we have the cosmetology college that um, one of Tristan's exes went to, and she says, "You don't come up with nose waxing." Oh, if you've you never done that, it's no. amazing. Oh my gosh, nose waxing! Yeah, they put a. They, it's basically like any other hair removal, but they put it on a stick, put it up your nose, and go. Rip. Yep. And apparently, it doesn't hurt because it's all happening at once. If you do it really fast, yes, it's like your brain doesn't know. Here's the problem. I had my sister Sarah, do, sister-in-law Sarah do it because they were all into it for a while. And she was like, here, try it. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. But they put wax on the end of a hot wax on the end of a uh, like a tongue depressor style yeah. toothpick thing. Jam it up your nose. Let it uh, cool. You know, it's not super mm-hmm. hot or anything, but lets it cool a little bit. And then once it feels like it's nice and sturdy in there, you're supposed to just go whirk, as fast as you can. But she didn't yeah. let it set long enough, and when she yanked it, it just pulled like taffy, and it hurt like a mother scratcher. <laughs> oh, but I've done it since yeah. then, and I did it right the next time, and it was amazing. And my gosh, dude, it's probably bad because you need your hairs in there to filter oh, air and stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. But when you're like getting like you know Uncle Jack level hair yeah, in your nose, you do you remember that? Where it's almost a mustache. You remember how Uncle Jack <laughs> would show up at things, and his ear hair yes. and nose hair was like their own almost entities combined. Yeah, yeah, you felt like you had to tip to give a bigger tip to your uber driver because there were three extra passengers and they were all hairs coming out of you but anyway he would uh when i got that taken out it was like a week of bliss just no hair up there ah and did you get the flu no <laughs> like, no I, it was in the summer is in the summer so i never got sick 
uh, yeah, the, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, okay. You guys are like ladies. I gotta go. <laughs> this is confusing. <laughs> you and my nose that. hurts so bad just talking to you guys about this. Well, there is definitely oh, a oh. moment of like, I don't know, like not sneeziness, but like your eyes water. Snot sneeziness. Um, yeah. You get a little. No, that was unintentional, but snot sneeziness. Yeah, whoops. Well, yeah, I didn't mean to say that. But like your eyes get a little watery and it's a little intense, but um, just once in a while, just as a little grooming thing, it's just like, hey, Let's go in there and get some stragglers, you know. Let's get out the let's get out the real pain in the butts hairs, the hairs that the hairs that don't care, the hairs that have, that live by their own rules. Let's get those out. Because every once in a while, I get an Uncle Jack one that'll just like flop out of nowhere and be eight inches long. I'm like, what is this in my nose? This isn't right. This is bad. So I have to go kill it. Anyway. Wow. Okay. Uh, so you should do now. You see, look, you're so shocked by this. You should do a nose hair removal. You should. No yes. Way. Yeah. That wouldn't be submersion therapy. That would be insertion therapy. Yeah, that insertion therapy. And an extraction. Coagulation insertion therapy. Yes. <laughs> In, uh, it's insertion hair yank therapy. That sounds terrible. Uh, all right. Uh, well, that's uh, the chat room's like. Well, just pull the one hair out. No, I will when there's the one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I I, these bosses in your life. It's hilarious. <laughs> I know they're always telling us what to do. I should just do. Okay, P.S. Real quick, quick announcement. Yeah. Uh, the health. We got to figure out what to call it. Would you guys like come up with a name? I can't even figure out a name for my dog. So this is so your this is your combined with... thing you're yes. doing with. Okay. Uh, he, looks, he looks like a he looks like a Baxter. Yeah, Baxter's oh, pretty. He does good name. right. We yeah. were gonna do Watson. He looks a little like mm-hmm. we could put a little mm-hmm. hat and a pipe yep. i don't any know any old old british butler names are perfect for me i liked sir jeffrey but no one liked it sir um, jeffrey that's amazing yeah, would be funny um okay so my but friends really... have a cat that's named uh, dr funkasaurus and i think that's the best cat name ever <laughs> doctor dr funkasaurus just good. can you call him doctor for sure okay yeah, so really yeah, quick Next week, I will be explaining much more and fig- telling people how to sign up. But we are going to do this health challenge thingy. See, it needs a name. Yeah, Somebody need a name, yeah. Rehealthing. <laughs> yeah. Rewriting the script in your head about your body and your life. That's what it is. Anyway, uh, so that's coming up. So people look forward to it. Please help me out here. And it'll make more sense next week because... You know, we'll get it all solidified what, what to do. Yeah. But it's cool. It's not just... It's We're going to have a, a group... Of as many people as want to do that, that's going to be kind of the light version of the same thing. And then we'll have to do the full program. Um, anyway, so it's going to be exciting. We're putting it together today. I'm headed to a meeting right now to get it all done. Nice. So stay tuned, y'all. Yeah, and you, and you guys should, um, in this meeting, come up with all the keywords that sort of describe what you guys do. Send me mm-hmm. that in a text, and then I can probably, I can even help come up with a name. Okay. Brian and I, we'll yeah. throw you we ideas. Think- yeah. Okay. Uh, and you do it on the show. You get the frog pants people to. Uh, I I'm mm-hmm. so happy to hand this off. I'm not the kidding. Brain, we're brainstorming it. Yeah, we're brain, crowdsourcing it. The opposite of what I'm capable of. I right. can't do it. All right. So it's all good. Like I can't change a dog's name. People, this is how bad it is. So I, yeah, I like anyway, Bos- Bosley fun. too. Bosley's pretty good, by the way. Bosley. But yeah. what about um, Roscoe? Right. Ro- Roscoe's so, pretty good. Roscoe's good. Yeah. yeah. What is it? Oh, you don't want them to grow into a Roscoe, a Roscoe, Roscoe P. Coltrane. Yeah. Yeah. Damn dudes, damn dudes. Yeah, you don't What's want that. What's the name of the car? The uh, General Lee? General Lee. The General Lee. The General Lee. The General Lee. Yeah, give him <laughs> the gen- name. That'll right? be the name, the General Lee. Like, what's your dog's name? General Lee. Yeah, General Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Just shut> <laughs> I love that. Uh, that would be Robert then, for sure. You call him Robert yes. E. Lee. Yes, Robert. 
for Robin. Uh, excellent. Well, uh, may you figure that all out uh, between now and the next time we see you. And uh, I'm excited for you. It sounds like a, yeah. uh, a rad thing. So we'll help where we fun. can here. All right. Bye, have guys. Have a good one. Bye, Bye. Wendy. She's at Wendy Dumford on Instagram. By the way, I have to give thanks to somebody because I've been fiddling with this entire episode and I just realized that I haven't thanked anybody. The other day in the mail uh, at the P.O. Box, from an anonymous sender, they didn't leave a name, but it did say somebody in PA, so wherever you are in Pennsylvania, um, I don't know who you are, but they mimicked and made a ver- I don't know. Let's see if I can show you this. In Mad Max Fury Road, Mad Max has one of these on his wrist. It's like this oh, weird that, rope, cool. rope like bracelet thing. Yeah. That has its own sort of ceiling thing. And the cool thing about it is if you take this apart, it's like a really good high tensile rope. So if you're in like a survival situation, you can use <laughs> when, it as for a your rope. 127 hours moment, you can use that to Yeah, exactly. That's to good, pull your arm off. Good yeah. example. Um anyway, it's this awesome bracelet thing that Mad Max uh actually wears. Tom Hardy's character is wearing this in the film. You see it a lot when he's driving. And he mimicked it and made it. Uh, I say he, it could be a she, I don't know. Um, they didn't give any indication. They just sent a nice letter with no name. I don't no like name. my leather goods made by men. I prefer them made by <laughs> yeah, women. Yeah, I want all my leather goods made by women. And my massages by women. And uh, that massage thing, <laughs> right. I don't know what my problem is. But anyway, that is so cool. And I'm annoyed I can't thank you by name. So whoever did this, you rock. That's cool. I love it. You're saying it's actually paracord. It's not leather, so it's like paracord. Correct. Yeah. Par- uh is that what it's called? Paracord? Yeah, uh, paracord. Mm-hmm. Like parachute. Yeah, yeah, like that. That's mm-hmm. the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, very paracord. neat. And then also Choco Mama sent me a bunch of sugar-free chocolate things, and they are amazing. Oh, nice. Yeah, so good. thank she you. She sent me a sugar full. Oh, good. Well, they sent, she sent a little of both because she knew the kids wouldn't be at all interested in my lifestyle change. But uh, Oh, that's cool. But they're <laughs> but very she, good. But she did not tell you which ones are sugar-free <laughs> and which ones are sugar-full. <laughs> she put a sticker on the one box, so it was okay. It all worked out. But that was very nice of you. So I always love going to the P.O. Box, finding cool stuff. And you guys are super nice. So thank you for that. Uh, In person in PA. Yes, exactly. All right. We're done. Um, That's it. We're going to go. What else? A reminder. uh, Let's let's, let's clap with every word we say from now on. From from our our entire Friday P.M. episode will be, welcome to P.M.S.P.M. Go to (laughs) patreon.com slash T.M.S. That wouldn't get annoying after a while, would it? No, not even uh, initially for a few seconds. Yeah, not at all. All right. Uh, Frogpants.com slash TMS for everything else. Thank you guys for being here. We'll be back tomorrow for a PM edition of the show at 3.30. There will be an instance tomorrow, although it might be in the form of this interview I'm doing later um, today or this morning. So if you didn't get word on that earlier in the show, you showed up late and you want to ask some wow questions, you can use that to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in the chat. And... Uh, <laughs> What else? Film sack this weekend for sure. Uh, we're doing yeah. Mask of the Zorro. Mask of Zorro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Starring a Mexican person playing a mix, uh, a Spanish person playing a Mexican person who's playing a Spanish person. That's right. And then with well, a Welsh lady. Yeah, with a Welsh lady. I was gonna say playing a uh, Spanish person. <laughs> now uh, the Mexican person. I can't o- keep trying. Oscar nominee Antonio Banderas. That's uh, right. In this film. Anyway, uh, so that's the thing. We'll be getting to that and uh, other stuff this weekend, so check it out. All right, Brian, I guess that's everything. Do you want to uh, do a little song? Yes. uh, I missed this one yesterday, or actually missed this a couple days ago. Kei Katsumi wrote in Mm. and said, uh, hey, Sound and Blair, it's the dreaded old over-the-hill birthday milestone that you guys hit last year. I know it's a very late request, so if it makes it for my birthday the 14th, yay. If not, then any time in January is fine. May we all 
sound a little sparkly into the new year signed cammy <laughs> absolutely cammy and happy birthday hope you had a great birthday on uh, tuesday and sorry i missed this one until now uh she wanted to hear something symphonic metal rock similar to or by within temptation oh guess what i've got a really good set of covers from uh into temptation or within temptation um they put out an album called the q music sessions uh several years back and uh on there is this fantastic cover of the who's behind blue eyes this one uh for me kind of evokes that that feeling that you got when you heard uh sounds of silence by disturbed or the sound of silence by disturbed for the Mm -hmm. first time this one's really really good Mm -hmm. here is within temptation and behind blue eyes
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. So I will leave you now with a face. Are you ready? Here's a face. <laughs>